Don't look back. The market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kent Harris here with Daily Very Investing Podcast. Hope you had a great day today. Markets had a great day today. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to talk about uh, something that I always love talking about in bull markets. A, a perfect bear trap was just set. You ever gone bear hunting? You ever set traps? You ever lived out in the wilderness and you had to, you know, feed yourself and maybe protect yourself? I'm not talking about that kind of bear trap. I'm talking about the kind that we, we use on Wall Street because that just happened right here. And, uh, you know, look, we're long-term bulls. We, we're, just, we're not apologizing for that. You know, I think there's a <clears throat> tendency among a whole lot of Wall Street types, and I think you know who I'm talking about, the intelligentsia, uh, the ones that are so smart. Oh, they everything's bearish. Oh, we're going to – markets are going to crash, and here's a thousand reasons why, right? Uh, economy, we're going to go – we're going to first have hyperinflation – then we're going to have stagflation, and then we're going to have an utter collapse. Our current dollar is going to zero, right? And they've got all these great re- – I mean, they sound – They sound, i got to say, they do sound smart. It's a little intimidating, if I'm being honest. It's a little intimidating because these, these bears, these perma-bears, they sound so smart. And But just in reality, it's mom-and-pop investors that just say, you know what? We're, we're just going to ignore all the noise, and we're just going to invest for the long run. They're the ones that beat all these fools, okay? The ones you see on CBC and Bloomberg that sound so smart. Again, the intelligentsia, right? They really don't even manage money. They, they might have a PhD uh, from uh, or the Wharton School of Business or, or something like that. But they, they, they really don't really understand it. They understand how the books say it's supposed to work, but they don't have any real practical application where they've done it themselves, where they've had a business, they've had employees, right? All of the things that an entrepreneur has to figure out, these fools never know. So they sound super smart, and that's why we love it when these bear traps are set. Because that was just set. I'll talk about that just a little bit more, a little off topic there. Uh, also, I want to talk to you about a new Twitter poll that I'm running, and I think the significance of the way these poll results are coming in. Why it matters, why it really matters to me, of course, I'm an activist. I've been very act- involved in this whole coronavirus insanity bullshit, as as almost all of you on this on this podcast today had been in one way or another, trying to get the word out about what's really happening here with these authoritarian tyrants. The fact this has always been about control. It's always been a pandemic. We knew it right away. It was it was pretty easy to smell that one out, wasn't it? And now we got to make sure people pay the price for it. But again, a great day in the markets today. Smart Money Hour was banging. Internals were fantastic. Let's start with the markets today. We'll work our way backwards. Dow Jones today, and by the way, Smart Money Hour, we finished, I don't know, within a stone's throw of, all, of, of, the, of the highs of the day today. But we're going to say it was just a great Smart Money Hour because it was. Dow Jones today of 305 points, 35,786. Dow Jones back above every moving average, folks. 200-day, 100-day, 50-day, everyone that matters, all the major moving averages, Dow Jones the first one to make it back above. How about that? Of course, the Dow Jones is made up, has more value stocks. Relatively speaking, of course, there's only 30 stocks in there uh, than uh, the S P 500. Uh, but way, way to go, Dow Jones. Uh, back in full-on bull market mode. Now, still below the all-time highs, but so what? It never went into a bear market. At one point, the Dow Jones was down 13, with a 13% correction. And it happened fast, right? Which is how you you want to rip that bandit off, right? If you're going to have a correction, let's get it over with. And that just happened. 
Um, so again, we've now rallied straight back up again, uh, uh, hitting, I believe, breaking through 35,700 was, was an important point uh, that, they, that took place today for the Dow. Uh, that 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 was resistance, and so now really the only resistance is is minor resistance. But we're talking about all time highs here. Uh, this correction's over with, folks. This correction is over with. We've told you this from the January twenty fourth capitulation lows. That was a classic Monday morning capitulation where the market crashed. Dow Jones crashed twelve hundred points, right, and then rallied all the way back, finished positive on the day. It, I, we were talking about it every day here, and then I, you're nobody talking about it. And now all of a sudden, the last couple of days, people are referencing, oh, yeah, no, you know, we had that capitulation on January 24th, and now it's been straight up since then. So, you know, again, bottoms are messy. Uh, we could still retest, and it wouldn't change my view at all. I don't believe that's going to happen now. Again, I think the Jan 24 capitulation was significant. It was a classic selling climax capitulation, and... Um, and I think we're going higher from here. Uh, Rust 2000 today was actually our uh, – no, it wasn't. It was almost right there, though. Rust 2000 small caps have been leading along with technology. Again, this is classic, what you want to see. Today, R2K up 1.9%. NASDAQ today, our winner, which is exactly what you want to see if you're bullish. Uh, uh, NASDAQ today, again, finishing pretty close to the highs, up almost 2.1% today. Great move there, up a big 295 points. SP 500 also up today 1.4%. Uh, again, we're back in we're back in bullish mode, folks. I will say this <clears throat> today: uh, we already had again Dow Jones, SP 500. We're already above the 200-day, no problem there. And, and now again, Dow Jones is above everything. Uh, SP 500 is uh, getting very close to its 50-day, back into again full on above every moving average that matters mode here. Uh, but Nasdaq still remains below its 200-day. Okay, we think that's going to change. I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, we focused on this for our, for our, for our members this morning. And also, <clears throat> the Q's NASDAQ 100 ETF, the NASDAQ 100, is now back above its 200-day. So really, we've just got NASDAQ that's got to get back above it. But here's why I think that's going to happen, folks. Have you been seeing what's happening with the semiconductors? Because, wow, they've been leading. I ran every chart that mattered on this this morning. I want to make sure I got it right, and it is right. The semiconductors have been leading the broad market higher, again, from those January 24th capitulation lows. When, How many times have you been on this podcast? How many times have you heard us say this? Semis lead. The semis lead on the way up and way down, right? And the best pool markets are the one where the semiconductors are leading NASDAQ. The NASDAQ leads the broad market. And we're getting, again, this is, this is, this is like, it's textbook. What we're seeing is textbook. Uh, so, uh, again, semis uh, up a big. Let's see today. Uh, again, they're above. They're above their two hundred day as well. Uh, although you know, again, Nasdaq's not. But again, it doesn't matter. Semis have been leading, and so that means Nasdaq will follow the semis the way the the book is written, and uh, will follow Nasdaq higher. Follow semis higher today, folks. Semiconductors estimated up a big three point five percent today. That led all the 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 all the broad markets today, as far as sectors go. Fantastic day for semiconductors. If you happen to own SOXL, the three-time leveraged uh, semiconductor ETF, we do. Wow, today was up 9.5%. Again, these are big moves, folks, from the semiconductors. We think it's significant. This morning, we focused on the leader of the semis. It has been really for the last probably seven, eight years, which is NVIDIA. I have no clue if it's pronounced NVIDIA or NVIDIA. I don't know anyone that really does. I've heard it pronounced both ways. NVIDIA sounds right to me. 
NVIDIA sounds wrong. NVIDIA sounds right. So I'm going to, I'm going to call it that from now on. NVIDIA today up 6.7%. We just happened to feature that stock this morning in our VRA morning update. So every now and then a, a, a blind squirrel finds a nut, right? Big day today. NVIDIA has been crushed. NVIDIA from high to low from November fell, didn't fall, it collapsed 27%, freaked a whole lot of people out. But guess what else happened? Guess where the decline stopped? You tech, you, all you technicians out there know what I'm about to say. It stopped right at the 200-day moving average. Folks, moving averages matter. Again, NVIDIA dropped in really just over, I call it, what, a month, five weeks? Dropped 27%. When your market leader and your sector leader does that, man, I could see how people got real bearish, okay? I mean, it, it was alarming, okay? But, but again... You know, it, everything bottomed. We had the capitulation in January. You just got to pay attention to these signs because, you know, the, the market, the stock market gods, they really want you to notice them. Sometimes they make them really obvious so that even the perma bears, the, you know, the intelligentsia on CNBC and Bloomberg, they really should notice this stuff. They just don't. You know, they're just wrapped up in their own little world. And all they can do is talk about everything that's wrong. There's so much right. We're still moving higher because of the Trump economic miracle, folks. That is happening. Now we have uh, corporate financial engineering that's taking place, spinoffs, share, uh, uh, and, uh, and stock splits. You saw the Google 24 one. This is a new pattern that's emerging here. And I think people have no idea how much higher this market's going to go. Earnings have still been very solid. We've got a world washed in liquidity, okay? And we have a lame duck president, and the markets love gridlock. It's just, you know, again, this is what Tyler and I have been saying to you pretty much every day here. Uh, and uh, it just, uh, it's all been submitted really with this move higher. It just feels like this, this was what was supposed to happen. And, and thankfully so far it has. Um, but again, when NVIDIA is leading higher, again, this is a, this is the all clear sign. This is the green light. This is the market saying, speed up. Let's go. Come on, catch up, get invested. Let's go. While we're young, while we're young, uh, before the perma bears flip from uh, being bearish to bullish, which will happen, you know will happen. That's really what's happening though, folks. So many people were bearish and they, they were short, you know, now they're having to cover the shorts and then they're having to go long. That's really double the buying pressure, isn't it? They cover, that's a buy. And then they have to go long. That's another buy. That's your twofer. That's the, the, the fuel on the fire, you know? And uh, of course it doesn't include all the share repurchase programs that are still happening now, uh, which has really picked up speed. Now that four, uh, fourth quarter earnings are starting to get behind us. Again, it's been a very good earnings period. Uh, maybe a little bit lighter than some thought, but we're not complaining, folks. We think it was really good. And we're seeing estimates that are being right, raised already for both the second and the third quarter. Um, so that's, that's very good. Uh, just a side note, tomorrow we get the CPI data. Rumors today is that it's going to be light. Uh, in other words, inflation, as we've been saying here, is not going to be as big a concern as people thought it was going to be. I never really thought it was going to be. Some of these issues are structural, supply chain, yes. Some are Biden, absolutely. And the rest are really tied to, they're almost all tied to monetary inflation. And frankly, if Biden can't get another stimulus deal done, which he won't be able to, maybe something minor uh, after, the, after the midterms, then you know what? That, 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 that source of inflation, that source of monetary currency inflation is kind of gone. So uh, again, I think that uh, all this worry about inflation is about to be tabled. <laughs> and frankly, the Fed's going to be proven to be right with their initial prognosis with Jay Powell saying it was transitory. He was probably right. 
He just didn't understand the transitory meant a couple years instead of what he was saying was probably about three months. Uh, but again, we think it's just a great setup. We think stocks go a whole lot higher. Valuations have come down. It's a stock picker's market. But rest assured, here in just a few days, folks, we've had a big move. And probably, I don't know, two, three, maybe four days, many of our indexes will start hitting extreme overbought on stochastics. So I just want to give you a heads up. We will be taking some profits here probably, I don't know, in the next week or so. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, obviously the time to buy was at the capitulation lows. Again, it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do when the markets are crashing, but you, you got to look for the signs. The, the, you know, the, the stock market gods there, little g, are really they're, they're telling you what to do as long as you don't watch CNBC and Bloomberg and just listen to Kip and Tyler, listen to our podcast, subscribe to the VRA newsletter and, and Parabolic Options Program, and you are golden. You are golden. Come, really, come join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Two free week trial that we keep in place for you here. Um, okay, let's take, take a look now at the internals because they were just fantastic. Again, pattern changes, folks. We started seeing it a while ago. Today, we had the best internals we've had. In, uh, it's got to be for the full year. Uh, excuse me, for calendar year, 2022. Just fantastic internals. Uh, uh, NYSE uh, volume today, a volume was 80%. That's, I mean, we've had better. That's fantastic, though. But NASDAQ, a volume was 86%. The, the real damage has been, been done in NASDAQ. So to see NASDAQ get its, uh, kind of get its mojo back and see the internals really start to pick up speed, fantastic, fantastic bullish development for the markets. And um, uh, also today of significance was the uh, advanced decline. NASDAQ today, 6 to 1, folks. 6 to 1, I'm sorry, volume. 6 to 1 volume today, up volume to down volume for NASDAQ. That's a big number. That's a big number. Uh, and then again, advanced decline was, uh, uh, what is that, two and a half to one on NASDAQ. And then uh, as far as the NYSE, advanced decline was three to one. So very, very good readings here. Uh, great to see the internals continue to improve. Again, that's a pattern change. Remember all those months we would go, day after day after day, we'd go, well, the market's going up, but we're not really sure how because the internals stink and uh, there's only about 10 stocks going up. Well, those days are gone now. You got to understand, those days are gone. Remember, we had a year uh, where the average NASDAQ stock was going lower, not higher. We got to a point uh, in January, uh, just before the uh, capitulation, that we had uh, the average NASDAQ stock was down more than 50%. Okay, So we really had a bear market. We had a bear market, right? an uh, internal bear market. But see, that's the key. The broad market didn't collapse, didn't crater, or held up. And now those stocks are all washed out. They're on sale. They're ready to be bought. The lows are in place, folks. I'm telling you, the low, um, you know, God forbid, you know, we go to war. Or, I don't know. We find out Biden's got seven you know, body doubles and the story freaks people. Something like that, you know, or aliens are invading, you know, and it's all a big psyop. You always, there can always be a reason, a black swan event. But uh, barring that, the lows are in. Uh, the market's looking forward to the midterms. Okay, it's it's already it's already gridlocked, right? We already have a, a a lame duck president, thank God. But the markets look forward to the midterms, and then the markets looking forward to two thousand twenty four, and we still have this Trump economic miracle. So just you know, don't get all wrapped up in Biden sucks. You know, clearly he does. Okay, uh, but uh, coronavirus is ending. Right. Uh, and so things just look things look very good uh, in the uh, sector watch today. 
of our 11 SVR sectors, all 11 were high on the day, led to the upside by communication services. Facebook bounced back about 5% today. Who cares? Uh, real estate today up 2.3%. Technology, again, leading also up 2.3% today. I want to talk to you about our poll, the poll that I made on Twitter, because it's, it is, I think it's important. Uh, I think it's really important because I don't want to, I don't want to let these criminals get away with what they've done with, with Corona. I don't think you do either, right? With coronavirus, because this was a pandemic and people have to pay. Th- th- you're talking about the ultimate really crime here. You know, you're talking about the ultimate kind of punishment. Okay. When you're talking about bringing back, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe they should be hung in the public square. Maybe they, we, sh- we should have them hanged in the public square. And I won't mention names because then that sounds like a threat of some kind. So I don't want to get too graphic here. But we know who I'm talking about, right? Because you kill this many people with terrible policy. Not the fact that the, the virus killed all these people. Of course, it did. And you know, if it was, if it was uh, homemade, then obviously we've got criminals there. But it really it was the, all the other things that happened that killed people. The, putting sick people back in nursing homes. I mean, how many, how many, how many hundreds of thousands of deaths? What was it? Probably a couple hundred thousand deaths from the elderly in nursing homes, right? I mean, th- these are the crimes that have to be, that really have to be looked into, along with the way our government did this, the way they're pocketing the profits from it. Are, uh, all these are lobbyists and the elected officials, you know, getting donations from the Pfizer's of the world, etc. This is the kind of thing that's got to be flushed out. You know, it's got to be flushed out uh, for us to take our country back. Uh, the, the whole country is desperate for the truth to be learned and for these people, these criminals, to have to be paid the price. So here's my Twitter qu- question for my poll. Question was, and by the way, thank you for voting in it. I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for the feedback. Um, thanks for following me on Twitter. Polls, the question was this. And it's still got about 13 hours left, but I'm going to give it away. Uh, so far, uh, with about uh, 1,700 votes, the question was, if it weren't for the mandates and or the threat of losing your job or being fired, would you have voluntarily taken these vaccine shots for coronavirus? So would you have done it if you weren't pretty much forced to? And, I, you know, again, when I run these polls, I have no idea what the answer is going to be. I, I might have a suspicion. I kind of thought, thought this one would be about 70-30. Like 30% were voluntarily still ready to take it, and about 70%, you know, about 30%, uh, uh, 70% really didn't want to, kind of forced to. Wow, 92%. 92% said they would not have taken it, but they were co- coerced or made to do it because of their jobs. Only 8% said yes, they would have done it voluntarily. Again, I never know the answer to these polls. Uh, I guess it could all change in the 13 hours it's got left to run. Don't, I doubt that. Uh, that's, that's surprising. So here's why I ran this poll. Here's why I ran this poll. These people are evil, okay? Uh, that would force us to take experimental. That what? Exp, what? No, you, we have a constitution. You can't make us. You can't make us do this or fire us. What are you talking about? I mean, that's how insane this all is. But we had enough people that bent the knee that they got away with it. You know what? And that's a whole different conversation. But frankly, shame on those people. I, I know it's easy for me to say. Uh, look, if you got a you got a family to feed, I get I get the pressures. But you know, there are some things you don't bend the knee for. There are just some things you don't bend the knee for. Okay, I've always believed this is one of those things. Your body, your choice, though. I'm just telling you my personal opinion. Okay, 
But what these what these evildoers did was is they turned us against each other by saying crap like it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and separating kids depending on their vaccination status. All this crap that's gone on. You can go here, you can't go here, you can go here, you can't go here. You only do this if you're vaccinated. Look, Canada, you can't leave unless you can't leave the country unless you're vaccinated. Kids can't hang out with their friends. This is all evil shit. So the reason I ran this poll was to remind people that our anger should not be focused on one another. Our anger should be focused on these leaders of this pandemic because we have to get justice for the crimes that have been committed. Let's don't turn on each other. That's what they want us to do. All right, the more they can separate us, the easier it is for them to control us, okay? Don't let that happen. Make sure our, our anger is turned towards them, okay? The ones that forced us to take these stupid fucking shots in the first place. That's the reason I ran this Twitter poll. And again, thank you for, uh, for voting in it. Um, okay, Commodity Watch today. And this is kind of important, folks, because we've got a Fed meeting coming up here in, uh, what is it now? Well, uh, just over a month, right? Just over a month, they're going to raise rates. And I think that the markets are going to love it. Uh, again, we've talked about this a lot here. There's a segment of the, popula- the investing population, uh, again, the CNBC gurus of the world and Wall Street, Wall Street gurus that, I mean, the data is right there. I don't know why they can't read it and interpret it, but it's very clear. The markets love rate interest rate hikes. They, the markets love interest rate hikes. They just do. The reason is it means the economy is strong, right? So it's when they stop raising rates that the market starts going down. That's when we should be concerned. But that ain't now. They're just starting the cycle. So it's very bullish. It's, you know, it's a little anxiety field. I get that. A little trepidation. Right? Are they going to do a half point or a quarter point, right? It'll be a quarter point. Should be a half. Should be a half. It'll be a quarter. Do a half point, get it over with, right? One and done to the midterms, you know? But, then, but see, then the Fed couldn't talk about themselves every day. And, you know, they, they love having it. Jay Powell and his buddies, they, they love having that microphone in their face. You know, if they, as I said the other day, if they could do a press conference every hour, they would, I promise you they would do it. They want that attention on them, you know. Uh, Masters of the Universe, you know, it's sickening, right? Uh, but uh, they'll do a quarter point, and, and so the markets will go higher on this because the markets, that's what markets do. But the other thing that's going to happen is precious metals are going to go higher too, specifically gold and the miners. And that's how we're playing it here. Again, I'm going to, t- I'm going to take you back to some rate hike cycles. Uh, remember 2004, 2006? Because I do. Fed rate raised rates 17 straight times from 2004, 2006. Just in case you were wondering, now, why did that housing and financial collapse happen again? <laughs> it wasn't because we were, barring, we were buying too many homes, folks, and that our credit wasn't good. That was not the reason. Now, obviously, contributed to it at some point when they crashed the uh, the uh, the the uh, the uh, uh, the derivatives markets, right? CDOs, etc. But no, the markets and in, in the housing market crashed because they raised rates seventeen straight times. The Fed did this, okay? And so, but what also happened then was when they started hiking rates in two thousand four, gold took off. Gold had a massive move higher. Remember, gold doubled from 2004 to 2008, then would double again before the top in 2011, okay? Also, the miners, I believe, were up 270%, again, during the rate height cycle. People don't think this is the case. It is the case. Gold and the miners love rate hikes. Same thing happened when Trump became president. 
Again, they didn't hike rates during Obama, okay? That's why gold and silver didn't go anywhere. But they did eight times in Trump's first two years. Again, gold and the miners took off. This is going to happen again now. So that's how we're positioning it today. Gold had a good day today. Actually, I think it's been now four days in a row. Uh, gold today back to 1833 an ounce. Now back well above, I say well above, semi-comfortably above is 200-day moving average of $5 an ounce today, 1833. Silver today up 10 cents an ounce at 2330. Uh, copper is really taking off as it should. Uh, boy, copper is used in everything. We love the copper stories. You probably know. Turquoise Hill is our top pick there. It's been doing very, very well. Uh, broke 20 today, as a matter of fact. Anyway, copper today up, uh, what is this, 17 cents a pound at 463. I think that's a multi-week high for copper. Again, the all-time high is only just over five, so we're getting pretty close to that again as well. Oil today, right back to exactly to $90 a barrel, up 64 cents a barrel today. Of course, going a whole lot higher, we believe. And finally, Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin's been all over the place, but it's, it's been trading much, much better. Back to its 50-day moving average, up 340 today at 44582 You know my views. I think we've got a longer-term period of probably just kind of nothing really happening. I just That's the way I see it. Uh, the, remember, the 200-day moving average is 49000 So we're still about $5,000 uh, a Bitcoin uh, below the 200-day moving average. But again, it's a risk on asset, isn't it? It's a risk on asset. So when you see Bitcoin going higher, you have to think, okay, that's good for the stock market too. There is a, there really is a strong relationship there uh, of trading and uh, uh, of the two. So something to pay attention to and that we, of course, do here as well. All right, folks, I think that's about it for the day. I always have more I want to talk about. I got the Twitter poll out, talked about the bear trap. Love this bear trap that's been set for the intelligentsia and for the perma bears. And uh, let's hope this market keeps going higher. But again, some point in the next week or so, we're going to reach a point of extreme overbought. So just remember, that's not when you want to be buying. But now, still right now, this is still the time to be buying. Have a great day, folks. Always appreciate you listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow after the close.